You're listening to Two Gomers Run For Their Lives, a podcast about two regular guys challenging themselves to live healthier and inviting a nation along for the run. This is episode The Brad Interview, November 2011. Welcome, everyone, to this, the The Brad episode of Two Gomers Run for Their Lives. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. And uh, I'm supposed to say with my friend Steven all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona, but I'm not going to because he is not here right now. I am hosting this podcast, just me, just me and my read tools uh, at my read desk. Um... I was hoping to do some solo podcasty kind of things, but something kind of cool happened where our buddy, our trainer, our friend, Brad, ran the New York City Marathon, and uh, he's got a great story to share about it. So actually, this podcast is just going to be me interviewing him about his training, about his running, and about his race in New York and his time in New York. Lots of great stuff in here. Um, it is pre-recorded, so... Uh, I should throw out a few teasers. We talk about food in New York. We talk about the winner of the New York City Marathon. It's not Brad, unfortunately, um, but he came pretty close. Um, Basically, Brad has been chasing this time of three hours and ten minutes in the marathon for a long time, and that is or was the time that he needed to qualify to run Boston. So he's been chasing that time, and so... This interview, a lot of it is about him uh, reaching for that time. Did he make it? Did he not make it? You're going to need to stick around to find out. There's a brief uh, discussion about New York City pizza versus Chicago. It's brief, but you'll hear it in there. Also, there's some definite Today Show chat along with a total Gomer fail on my part. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy this interview with The Brad. And I will see you, or I guess you will hear me at the end. One little quick thing, we're recording this over Skype, so the sound is a little funky. Sorry about that, but I think you guys will be okay with that. It is free after all. Enjoy. Hey, how's it going? I heard Brad ran the New York City Marathon. Let's ask him how he did. All right, here we are in a special week in review. It's actually a race in review. Basically, I'm interviewing Brad, the Brad, who um, is a friend of ours that's become a friend online, and then we met him at the Minneapolis Marathon. Um, He offered his services as a trainer, um, and Stephen and I were like, do we need a trainer or do we not need a trainer? And we definitely figured out we do, and so we've become friends with him. Actually, maybe I'll ask him to tell his brief beginning intro into running that I believe began in seventh grade. Welcome, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Coming, coming from all all the way out there in St. Louis, right? That's right, Midwest. Midwest, awesome. Um, maybe just uh, briefly tell people because you were, you were kind of sharing with me before about it, and I was like, I can't re- redo your running story. Why don't you tell us how you got into running? Um, 
mostly I, I got into it um, in seventh grade. Okay. Because I, I um, honestly, I had a crush on my sixth grade English teacher, <laughs> and she coached, she coached seventh grade track. Okay. Um, so I started track, and uh, I was horrible. Um, <laughs> like finished most of my races in last or near last place. Okay. And uh, thankfully, they don't cut people from our track team. So I did that all the way through high school. Okay. Uh, then I got to college, and I was too slow to actually run on a on a real team. So okay. uh, I ended up just for fun doing a 5K uh, at homecoming and loved it and did a lot of road races through college, just 5Ks and stuff. And then uh, when I graduated college, a friend of mine signed up for the Chicago Marathon, and I said that's something I would, I would like to say I've been able to do once and uh, signed up for it. So in 2001, I ran my first marathon and said, I'll never do that again. And I've been doing them since then. Wow. So, so kind of, kind of in a way, like a bucket list item, you were saying Chicago, the first one. Yeah, I just, I, I really, I liked 5Ks and I, I thought a marathon would be a huge challenge. And, and if I could say I've done it, I'd be satisfied. And uh, I said I did it and then I wasn't quite satisfied. And, um, so I, I just keep running them. Now I'm hooked. I love it. Yeah. Um, so did you spend all of sixth grade kind of just thinking about how in seventh grade you're going to be on the, <laughs> on the team? <laughs> I, I don't think I found out till like the end of sixth grade. And then I was like, this is perfect. Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> next year I'll still, <laughs> can't believe I said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. She um, only coached for a year too. So it didn't, didn't really work out. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I, I can I can throw an embarrassing one into actually. Um, my freshman year of high school, there was a German exchange student that I think was a senior, and I got super good at German, um, just so that <laughs> just so that I could hopefully talk to her, um, and that didn't work out so well either. So, um, but I did actually get pretty good at German. Nice. Um, so something that I thought was interesting before we get into ne- your uh, your New York run and review. Um, and even training is that, so you've, you, you told me you've done 17 marathons right? and, uh, as of this weekend. And so then I asked, of course, oh, and then you've probably done a billion half marathons and, and you said, no, you've actually done less halves than fulls. Um, yeah. is there, is there a re like to me that seems backwards. Like I, most, most people that I, well, actually most people I know have never run like a step. So <laughs> um, but would would maybe go for the half marathon, then the full, or do lots of halves and a full every now and then, like I kind of w- would like to do. Um, yeah, um, I think the the main thing was I I went kind of backwards the first time. I went ahead and did a full before I did a half. Okay, and then um, after that, it's I th- honestly I think mostly it's uh, a money thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of the half marathons. Are, are pretty expensive. Hmm. Um, and so if I'm going to pay the money to run a race, I might as well run a full. Um, or they just get in the way of, of training for a full. So okay. I, don't, I don't know. I can, you know, I run, I run that far training for a full marathon all the time. And so then I just paying 50 or $60 to run one. I just, I don't do it that often. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes it. Yeah. Cause just recently training for, for New York, all of your long runs, I mean, 
tons of them for months were, were longer than a half marathon. So I, I, that makes sense, actually. When you're, when you're training hard, I could see doing, like, seeing, see, maybe using a half as part of the training, like you kind of did. You did a half marathon in October. Right. Um, so was that kind of like a stepping stone in, in, in the New York City one, like, check how good your pace could be in that one? Kind of yeah. Thing? Yeah, so there, there's actually a, a local one in September that I usually run um, when I can. And I like it because it's real small, mm-hmm. um, and so that makes me feel good. Yeah. Like <laughs> there aren't as many people there. You kind of you you know you stand out a little bit more, and um, it's more more fun to talk to the other runners when it's a smaller race. So I usually do that one, and it it just didn't work with my schedule this year. Um, so this other one just happened to pop up. It was a, a new one in town, and it was on the weekend that I was supposed to run a half time trial. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and, and signed up for it, and it was it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. And you you beat the the Gomer PR. Um, was that your PR, your half PR official, or have you done? Uh, no, I did one. I did the Disneyland half last uh, year, and it was just a little bit faster. Okay, but everything so, is is more fun in Disney, though. That's just fun. Absolutely. Oh, it was incredible. If anybody gets a chance to do the Disneyland half. I highly recommend it. That you get to run through um, the Angels baseball stadium. Oh, cool! It's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. That is cool. What about any any races going through the um, through wherever? I I don't know where the St. Louis Cardinals play, man. What's it called? Oh. <laughs> Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium. I'm sorry. I, no, that's okay. I think they do. They have a, I think a 5K. Okay. Or, or, I don't know. They have a new race uh, that ends in the stadium, but it's really expensive. Oh, I bet. Uh, it's for a charity, and it's I think it's a couple hundred dollars. Oh, wow. So yeah. maybe you kind of raise money for it or something? Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't done that one yet. I, I just have to real quick, as a, as a side note, Wisconsinite, and I'm not super into baseball, but I have friends that are super into it. They weren't, weren't so happy. Um, <laughs> About the Cardinals, yeah. Um, from, Sorry about that. From the Brewers' standpoint, so yeah. yeah. So we're really. I should end this interview now, and we should never be friends again. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was some bad blood between the Cardinals and the Brewers. Oh, it a, yeah. It was a rough series. Yeah, it yeah. was. I, I mean, it's an exciting month. Yeah, it was. It was exciting. Well, see, more exciting for you. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I actually did watch it, um, but. Oh yeah. But I I don't get that into it. Um, Cause you're in sport, right? Steven's gonna listen to this part. He's not even gonna know what we're talking about, and I barely do. Um, yeah, I was disappointed Steven wasn't gonna be here. I know. Well, so I, I was telling you earlier, Steven's out of town, um, which is weird because you're in St. Louis, I'm in Florida, and he's normally in Flagstaff, but he's actually doing business in uh, Denver. Um, so actually, I said a little prayer for him this morning because he was going to go for a run in Denver, and that's where he got hit by the car. So <laughs> he texted me. He was like, "Dude, I'm going running in Denver. Pray that I don't die." So he wear a helmet, right? Yeah, he should. He should wear a full like body something, <laughs> but like everything surrounding his body like in a bubble when he's in nice. Denver. All right. So, oh, I have one more, two, two more things before we get into New York thing. Okay. Um, first one, I need to sh- tell you about my epic Today Show fail, okay? 
Oh, okay. Um, so this is skipping to the end. After you do the race, you go to the Today Show and you bring your Team right. Gomer shirt. And, dude, total DVR fail. Um, I didn't even get to see it. Like, oh, no. I, it's like, and I'm so, I feel so terrible to say that. I got downstairs. Um, Aaron and I were so excited to see you and Liz on the Today Show. I mean, like, I've never been more excited to see the Today Show. And I go on and, and it didn't record. Um, and that's the kind of thing that you can't find that online, you know? Yeah. They don't well, replay and the funny, that. The funny thing is we, um, so Liz is sitting here. Um, nice. we, we stood out there in the cold and we got up early and, uh, we, you know, it was really hard to get, we, we were hoping just to get on at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had like a second that we were on TV and then, um, you know, we didn't get to see it. Right. Um, and, and we didn't DVR it because we weren't really sure if we were going to get up for it. And yeah. uh, and I got two or three texts, I think, from friends saying, I just saw you on Today. And they never said anything about Liz. And so we stood out there forever. And I, well, we really thought I was holding the Gomer shirt, like, directly in front of her face. <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> it was like, yeah, we were on TV. You just couldn't see her. So thankfully, <laughs> whoever took that picture totally saved me because yeah. you can see half her face she did make it (laughs) that's so good awesome (laughs) yeah well yeah luckily the camera was up like if the camera was low looking up you know yeah you might have been in some trouble but that that, that's a nice hd camera um that they record the today (laughs) show audience with Um, thank goodness see yeah i was so mad um and and so i put that thing up on facebook this is this is how cool the gomer nation has become because I put that thing up on Facebook, did anybody happen to save the, the Today Show? <laughs> and a listener in Hawaii saw that um, at, you know, I don't know when it was, when they saw it, maybe 6 a.m. So then they recorded it and watched it and took a picture. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we were there that morning, and by the time we flew back that night, it was up on Facebook. Yeah, cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the nation coming through for us um good i had one other thing but you know what doesn't matter um okay so you set as a goal um, we're talking about prs um right now and so you set as a goal to uh qualify for boston right right and can you just um well first of all tell us what the what the numbers are like I, I, there, does it get faster each year, or is, is it going through a transition period right now? It's going through a transition period right now because okay. marathons have become so popular. Okay. Uh, in fact, when we were in New York, they were talking about um, they're considering making New York a two-day thing. And so they would actually wow. run the New York Marathon on Saturday and then run it again on Sunday just to accommodate more runners. Huh. Uh, so that's a debate they're having right now. So I guess... From what I heard, Boston was selling out in like nine hours. Wow. Um, even with the qualifying times um, being as tough as they were. So they wanted to kind of help make it more competitive and cut down on the, the numbers. So um, starting this year, they changed it a little bit. It used to be you had, like for me, I would need a, a 310.59. So I had 310 was the cutoff, and they give you the whole 310 minute. So, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've been chasing that for like eight years, trying to get 310, 59 or better. 
Okay. Um, and then starting this year, they cut off the 59 seconds. Okay. So um, for 2012, uh, you have, it would be 310 flat for me. Okay. And then next year, they adjust all the qualifying times by five minutes faster. Wow. Um, so for 2013, my age group is um, 305 flat. Oh, wow. Um, so eight years, eight years of, of chasing it, and uh, they adjusted the time that I'm chasing. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. So uh, and then I think they do it. They adjust it by age. So I think I think in a few years when I when I hit 35, uh, mm-hmm. I think I get that five minutes back. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> so when I'm 35, I only have to run a 310 again. Right. Wow. Yeah. OK, that's insane. Um, so if you do 310.01, you're screwed. Yeah. Oh, well, man. and it, so it's more complicated. <laughs> It's more complicated oh. than that. They also adjusted the way you register. It used to be um, that if you beat the qualifying time, if you had 310, 59 or better, um, when registration opened, it was first come, first serve. And now, starting with this year, even if you had 310 flat, when registration opened, you could only register if you beat your qualifying time by 20 minutes or more. And then mm-hmm. a little later, by 15 minutes or more. And then a little later, by 10 minutes or more. So I think... Wow. For 2012, you had to actually run like a minute and 14 seconds better than the qualifying time just to get in. So Jeez. I would have had to run a 308.46, I think, the way the registration just played out um, mm. before it sold out. Dang. Um, so next year, even though it's 305, people will probably have to run like a 303 or 302 um, just to be able to register before it sells out. So... Are you, are, are, are you, like, what are you saying? Like, are you going to chase the 303? Like, uh, <laughs> right now, uh, right now I'm just happy with what happened. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, and and uh, I think take a break from, like, I, one of the things I, I was uh, kind of torn about in New York is the city is so amazing, and I was so focused on trying to beat this time yep. that, you know, it was a lot of looking at the pavement and a lot of worrying about pace and not like stopping to take pictures or stopping to, to take in the sights. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd like to do some more marathons in different places and, and just kind of enjoy, enjoy the race during the race. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, someday we'll see. I don't know. I'm pretty happy with, with finally meeting the time that I've been chasing for a while. Yeah. That's actually actually running Boston is kind of secondary after all those years. Okay. So. Well, yeah, I, w- I wasn't exactly sure like um yeah, where those where those fit together. Well, let's um let's go back. Can you just sort of share with people how you were able to cut um I I mean, how many minutes did you cut from your from your last PR? Uh 5 okay, about 5 so minutes. How how were you able to go from you know, from a couple years ago till now, specifically this last training when you pushed so hard to beat 310, um, kind of like your training in general? Um, honestly, I think the biggest difference was um, that I was more consistent about things. Okay. That uh, all the things that I planned to do every time I've trained for a marathon, I actually did them all the way through this time. Um, I think uh, I ran five days a week 
and uh, two of those days were were more like geared towards improving my speed. Uh -huh. um, and then I did a, a few things that I just haven't been good about before. Like uh, I was really consistent towards the end where it's easier to back off um, because you're running so many miles. I, I really stuck to it this time, um, mostly because I had people paying attention. Um, yeah. So I didn't want to embarrass myself. Right. And uh, I also I've, I've never been very good about um, pay, paying attention to fueling. Okay. Um, I, I don't practice it. And okay. so then I get in the race and, and it really throws my body off, I think. Um, so I was really, I really focused on my longer runs, trying to take with me what I was going to use when I actually ran the marathon. Um, and I think that helped a lot. Plus I think just the weather. Um, I just, I figured out that I just don't run well when it's, when it's warm oh. and, uh, so New York in November ended up being perfect. Oh, that, yeah, that weather looked amazing. Um, yeah. And also I, I, I noticed that, uh, it was on daylight savings, like fall back. Yeah. So no, start to finish, uh, there were there were a ton of things that just happily worked out um, in my favor. Um, the whole uh, contest on Facebook was a, a huge motivator, and the blog that I was doing that kind of held me accountable to people. Um, daylight savings time. We didn't realize until like a couple days before we left that 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 was going to happen that weekend. That was a huge huge help. Um, yeah. uh, I ended up winning that, that contest on Facebook and, uh, that helped with transportation to the race. So I got like an extra hour of sleep that I wouldn't have had. Oh, awesome. Had Wait, so tell, just, just briefly tell people about this ING featured runner thing, like, um, like kind of your, the Royal treatment or just kind of, <laughs> um, it was it was one of those things I um, Liz kind of laughs a lot because I I enter a lot of contests like little <laughs> like if they if they on the radio they say call in now like, yeah I always call in um, so they had a they had a page for the New York Marathon uh, it's sponsored by ING so they set up a page on Facebook and they said they were going to have a featured runner contest and you had to make a video. Uh, three minutes or less saying why you should be picked and they were going to pick six uh, uh, featured runners and each featured runner got uh, an HD flip camera mm -hmm. and so I thought well that's worth making a short video for and and uh, so you did it for so the for the flip cam I did it for the flip cam <laughs> yeah it was like you know and they said you then out of those six they were going to pick one for a VIP race experience and I, I had okay. no idea what that meant but I knew if I was one of the six I'd get a camera yeah um, yeah so we made a video like the night before the deadline and it was real short and nothing. And, uh, at, when I turned it in, I think there were only 14 of us that entered. Okay. So my odds were decent. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I got selected for that. And then the whole idea was we were supposed to kind of help promote the marathon plus encourage people and motivate people on that page. And then, um, between people voting and how you represented the the marathon, and they they were going to select one of us for a VIP race experience. Okay. Um, so that's where I think a huge part of it was probably people voting. Um, I know people from from your website uh, were voting. People from the Gomer Nation were voting. Yes. Um, because it, there were definitely people with better stories than mine. Um, <laughs> 
definitely people with more compelling stories. Um, and somehow I, I was chosen. So that, that was huge, but cool. it was a lot of fun. They gave me a lot of free, um, free ING gear. Um, yeah, I saw that swag. It's all that, that looked really cool. It was, it was like Christmas. Um, yeah. I was waiting for the camera and when the camera came, the box was huge and it was full of a bunch of ING swag. And then later, um, Gatorade sent me a box, um, oh, full yeah. of Gatorade stuff cause they, they sponsor the marathon. And then when we got there, um, we got in on Thursday and, and I got a call and they said, um, or I got an email and they said, when you come to the expo, make sure you come to our, our booth because ASICS makes all the, the New York marathon jackets and they donated a jacket for each of us. So I got, uh, Cool. A really nice jacket for free. So I mean, awesome. just tons of free stuff, and then the VIP treatment on race day. It was it was huge. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, let's um let's take a quick break here, okay. and uh, we're gonna come back, and then I would like you to share with us race day for the New York City Marathon. All right, I am back with Brad, and he is going to share with us his experience running the New York City Marathon. Um, could you just start start from the beginning, start from the VIP royal treatment where they were giving you Manny Petties and bringing <laughs> you in a helicopter to the starting? No, just kidding. Yeah, um, actually, when it was all over, I actually I felt kind of bad um, because I feel like that the way it was set up, it would have been more beneficial to somebody in a different way. So the way they start the uh, the New York Marathon, there are actually three different starts. Okay. Um, they send they send a group of people at 9:40, and another people group of people at 10:10, and then another like final wave at 10:40. So there are three different starts to the marathon, okay. and each start has three different starting lines, um, mm -hmm. and everybody kind of splits up and goes separate routes, and then comes back together a few miles into the race. Oh, so really? Okay. Yeah, it was really confusing actually. Um, yeah. For how many they had, I think over forty-seven thousand people. It's amazing yeah. they get everybody where they need to be. But um, so when when I went to the expo on Friday, I made arrangements for transportation. Um, we were staying uh, near Central Park. Okay. And we had to be at Staten Island, or I had to be at Staten Island for the start. So originally, I was supposed to be at the south end of the island at 5 30 to catch the ferry okay so i would be up at like four um so okay. i could get down there catch the ferry at 5 30 and i didn't start till 9 40. um okay. so it was going to be an early morning and a yeah. long wait um so this with this i got to meet at a hotel like four blocks from where i was and catch a bus with um a bunch of other people there were like six buses um that had like a police escort <laughs> really <laughs> we we ran all the red lights and they drove us down to the island and Ooh. uh dropped us off at the start area and then uh they had a, a vip tent that was heated and had their own row of porta potties for us and nice uh, they had food <laughs> and uh everybody ch if you check a bag so you have clothes at the end of the race um they go in ups trucks we had our own UPS trucks or our bag was easier to find at the end. That's it was pretty cool. It was, it was really nice. The only thing was, um, by the time I got there, I literally had time to check my bag, like grab a banana and a bagel, 
and use the bathroom. And then I got called to go over to my corral. So, oh, so I really didn't. I mean, it was it was great and it saved me an hour and a half of sleep. But it's somebody else that was in like the 1040 start would have been able to hang out and enjoy the tent. And oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a DJ in the tent. Um, <laughs> it was kind of uh, I really appreciated it, but I, I felt bad because I think somebody else could have could have gotten more out of it. Oh, man. Um, oh, so the so the I'm sorry. The, the the I thought for some reason I thought these were pace groups um, earlier, and I I knew that wasn't your pace. But so you started the race at nine forty a.m. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. That seems pretty late. Yeah, I was really huh. surprised because they shut down so much of the city. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's a a problem with starting on the island. Like there's to get everybody over there and lined up, they have to start it later or nobody would ever be able to get over there. Sure. Well, what time do the, do the elites start? 9.40. Oh, really? So, yeah. so the so whole I, race starts at 9.40? Like, I think oh. the wheelchair starts sometime in the 8 o'clock hour. Okay. okay. Um, and then uh, I think the elite women might start ahead of that. Okay. Um, and then the elite men, I think, start at nine forty. They're just a little further up than us. Okay. Did you did you get to spot any of your favorite runners or anything? Uh, not not during the race, but but uh, before, yeah. So they had an opening ceremonies on Friday night. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a, a kind of a new thing, and so I got to actually. I didn't know it at the time, but I have a video of the of the winner um, as he was running. I he um, I gave him a little high five as he nice. went by. Mut- yeah, Mutai, right? Um, yeah, Mutai. Yes. Yeah, new, new course you. record. Yes. Oh, nice job. Yeah, dude, that was insane. I couldn't believe all three, like top three people, like beat the course record. Like seventy thousand dollars each for beating the course record. Wow. See. On top of their prize money. Okay, I was thinking, I should quit bassoon for for a year and just run because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be pretty lucrative. Um, yeah. But actually, that'd actually be a terrible investment of my time. <laughs> I tried to I tried to explain that to my mom. She came up to watch, and she's like, "Well, you you took an hour off from your first marathon, so if you did that again, you'd be right there." Like, yeah, no, that's, that's not that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I just need to you know take off a, a month to train harder, and I'd be there. Right. Um, um, yeah, the the payoff would be pretty good, but yeah, huge. Yeah. Physical impossibility, um, at least for me. Um, so you start at nine forty. Just could you just right. kind of walk us through? Well, do you, do you run with a with an iPod and stuff? Like uh, listening to sometimes, music. Sometimes, sometimes I didn't on this one. Um, okay. Like in Minneapolis, I did. Right, I remember uh, that. And I I don't usually listen. Like in the marathon, I don't usually listen to it the whole time. Um, but so this one I had, um, I had my camera in a little pouch on my, on my arm, yep. like, like you would carry your, your iPhone or whatever. Yep. Um, and I had my GPS watch and a water bottle that I carried with me. Um, but that was it. Okay. So, um, no music. Um, yeah. So they, they, uh, got us into our corrals. Like I almost missed getting into my corral. And then um, they lined us all up in a, in a mass mob, and uh, at 9.40 they fired a cannon, and, and we were off 
um, immediately onto the, the uh, Verrazano Narrows. Is that how you yeah. say that? Yeah, I think so. Ver yeah. Verrazano Narrows, yeah. 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 We, uh, the first thing you do is it's like two miles across. Um, wow. So the first thing you do is run across the bridge. Um, so the first mile is all uphill and the second mile is almost all downhill because you're, you're running over the bridge. Um, mm -hmm. And apparently uh, it, there are two levels. And so there were runners on the level below us. Um, wow. At the same time, um, so I, was, I met some people Friday night at the opening ceremonies and they were all comparing where they were starting. And I had no idea, you know, where I was supposed to be. And, and uh, one of the girls was disappointed because she said, oh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be on the bottom. That's oh, I really want to be on the top. I, I thought she meant front or back of the crowd. Oh, yeah. But she meant bottom of the bridge. And apparently, you know, you stand in the starting area for so long. A lot of people have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Like once the race starts, so they get on the bridge and the people on the top just kind of go over the side of the bridge. And so the people on the bottom sometimes catch a, a wet breeze. Oh, it's sick. Yeah. So... So I was, after I heard that, I was really thankful I was on the top level. Yeah. Was that part of the yeah. VIP experience? Or... <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They didn't tell me that uh, Benefit was not getting peed on. But, yeah, it was, it was amazing, that mass, mass of people. Um, you know, the first quarter mile was, was pretty much all walking because it took a while for us to spread out on the bridge. But yeah. um, for that, it was, it was pretty awesome to run across the bridge with the, with the sun up over the water and... You know, oh, yeah. there was like a Coast Guard helicopter at bridge level. Um, so the view, the view was just amazing. It was a really cool way to start the race. Oh, that's, that sounds, uh, that's like the definition of epic to me. Like going across the Verrazano Narrows Bridge with thousands of runners. That sounds yeah. unbelievable. Is that, I mean, is that, is that a, a picture you'll remember forever? For sure. It was, it was, uh. Probably my favorite part of the entire race was that first couple miles. Yeah. So cool. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So then um, you get into Brooklyn, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And how how did you enjoy the different boroughs? Like, what what was your pacing like? Like, did you start fast? You know, hit a wall? Any anything? Um. So my first mile was slow because it had a bit of walking in it. Right. Um, and it was all uphill on the bridge. And then my second mile was probably a little fast um, because it was all downhill and I was worried about that first mile. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, once we got into the burrows, I, tr I tried to just keep it kind of steady. Um, but my GPS wasn't much help um, because a lot of the buildings are so tall. Sure. Um, it, they were interfering with it. And then some of the bridges we ran across like at mile 15, I think, uh, the Queensboro bridge, yep. we, we ran across that and we were on the lower level. Um, so I had like for a mile, I had no signal. Oh, um, yeah. so I was just kind of trying to, trying to go by feel. And I knew if I wanted to actually run Boston in 2013, like I had to run a, around a 303, which is, mm -hmm. I think like seven minutes a mile. And, um, seven is, is really easy to kind of keep track of on the run. So I was just, okay, I've done five miles. If I'm around 35 minutes, I know I'm, I'm close. So I was just counting sevens and, uh, trying to see if I was ahead or behind by, by how much I was getting off of that pace. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I felt really good, um, 
all the way through most of the race. Um, I, I actually had to convince myself to, to slow down a few times because I got a little too excited. And then um, like right around mile, yeah, when I was going over Queensboro at mile 15, mm-hmm. uh, it was a long uphill going over that bridge. And I knew uh, that was taking a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then by the time I hit 18, I was starting to feel it and uh, really kind of forcing myself to keep going. And that lasted about two miles. <laughs> <laughs> and then at, at 20, I had to stop and, and um, stretch a little bit. I knew I was going to be in trouble if I kept going. So you can, like when I look back at my times, I can see at 20, it just start to fall apart a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So my pace dropped off a lot um, in the last six miles. Okay. So... Um, it was really funny because a lot of, a lot of marathons, they have the timing mats, like every so many miles or, uh, at the 5k, 10k half. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can sign up for notification as a spectator. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like when I do Chicago, um, like Liz will sign up to get notifications through texts and it's supposed to tell her when I'm at certain places and what my projected finish time is. And those things hardly ever work well. Um, you know, like two hours after I'm finished, she'll get one saying I'm at the halfway point, Um, (laughs) but New York had them every mile. So, wow, really? Yeah. Like every mile there was a timing mat and, uh, I think you had to pay, you could do a free text service and get seven updates. Okay. Um, at the key points or you could pay three bucks to get an app on like your iPhone Yep. and it would, you could follow them on a map and you, you get an update every mile. So, um, my brother was doing that. He's in Cincinnati. Um, he was doing that and then texting them with updates, um, on what he was getting. And so at mile 20, when I stopped to stretch, you know, it added like a minute and a half (laughs) to my, my pace for that mile. Yeah. And, uh, and so he texted him in a panic. He's like, oh, did he cramp? Is he okay? What's going on? You know, it, <laughs> yeah. All they could see was my pace suddenly dropped off by like a minute and a half. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a lot easier than I thought it'd be for a while. And then uh, there were a lot more hills than I expected in New York. Like, yeah. Huh. Uh, the, none of them were super steep, but they were all really long. Um, so you'd run really long uphills, um, and then the downhills were refreshing. Um, so I got, I got to about mile 23 and knew I was close to getting under 310, mm-hmm. but 305 was not going to happen. Okay. And, uh, so my goal was 310 or better. And I started making, making little deals with myself <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and, lying to myself i was like okay if you, if you go one more mile i'll let you walk 30 seconds before we go again uh, <laughs> just talking to yourself just yeah like <laughs> totally my, just just get to 22 yeah and then you can walk for 30 seconds and then run the rest of the mile and then at 23 you can walk for 30 seconds and run the rest and then right. i'd hit like i'd hit the next mile and i'd be like sucker and i'd keep running <laughs> Uh, it was just, I was trying to keep it going as long as I could because, um, I knew I was close, but if I, if I walked too much, I knew it, it'd slip away. And, um, I think I hit, um, central park and it was, it was really hilly in the park. Oh, I, yeah, I've heard about that. Okay. Oh, 
23 was was one of the hardest hills in the entire course really um, okay yeah um so i honestly i don't remember much of it like i was looking forward to running through central park yeah and i didn't remember much of it at all yeah like, i remember <laughs> looking at pavement um and trying to keep going and that's about it yeah um, so i hit 26 um and i only had two tenths of a mile to go and i had less than less than two minutes i think and I was trying to do the math in my head if, if like, I could do that. Yeah. If I was running a 10-minute pace, like, I should be able to do two tenths in two minutes. And <laughs> um, I was getting really nervous, and, and I, uh, like, snuck in 11 seconds under. And you can see um, Liz had a video of me finishing, and you can see me running. And I, like, give them a quick wave and immediately check my watch again. <laughs> I'm like, it's ticking down and it seems to be going so fast and I still had, you know, they had to sign for 400 meters, 300 meters, 200. And I was like, right. I'm not, not going to make it. So I snuck in, um, 11 seconds under 310 Dang. and just barely made it. And, uh, oh man, that is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what was the, was that 305 kind of like thing that you like the, the, the ultimate dream thing? The fact that that gave you, like, once you realized that wasn't going to happen, then you kind of had a five-minute, like, this is my next goal kind of thing. It sounds yeah. Um, I feel like three oh five. For so you know, I've been trying for three ten for so long, right? Um, that I know how quickly it slips away from you. Like it, it slips away before you realize it's gone. So like at mile twenty, I could lose. 310 and not realize it until like 24 or 25 because huh. it takes me a while to realize what's happened to my pace and okay and and to get close enough to be able to do the math when i'm that foggy headed and um so i think i think i started to realize around mile 20 or 21 that 305 was going to be really tough that i was going to have to keep running the pace that i had run much earlier in the race and it it just wasn't likely um so then 310 was was really important to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I was I was just hoping to be able to do that. Um, yeah. That's so. so awesome, dude. Congratulations on that. Um Thanks. I mean, we were so stoked just just waiting to waiting to hear um if you met your goal, which is an amazing goal. Um and uh Oh, one other thing uh, about I, I heard it's I heard it's a really exciting moment when you come down from the Queensboro Bridge, and and you yeah. enter Manhattan, on the first street or first yeah. avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so pros and cons. Okay. Uh, it's it is an amazing destination race, like absolutely yeah. incredible. We we spent five days. We got in on Thursday and left on Monday. Um, we spent five days just cramming as much as we could into, into seeing the city. Yeah. Um, the, the downside of that is if you're running for a time, like I said, you, d you don't take it in as well. Like yeah. I definitely recommend if you're going to do it, go to do it just for fun, um, and take it in while you're running it. Um, the, another downside is, you know, because we wanted to see so much, we were walking around nonstop sure, like, from yeah. the time we got to the time we went to bed, like the three days before the race. So there were a lot of people talking about how tired they were um, before we even started. Um, there's a, a ton of crowd support. You know, there are 47,000 runners, and I think they said over 2 million people wow. come out to watch. Yeah. Um, 
and everybody wants to give you a high five. Everybody cheers for you. It's it's amazing. And one of the things that makes that um, turn on the First Avenue in Manhattan so incredible is you're you're running over a bridge for so long that it's really quiet. Oh, and then okay, you, come, yeah. you come down and everybody's packed in there and it's really loud. But everybody had talked it up all week. Everybody yeah. I had talked to who had done it before was was really talking it up. And I don't know if my expectations were too high. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like in Chicago, that first few miles are so deafening. And when you hit the half marathon at Sears Tower, it is so overwhelming. Like the people are just packed, you know, 20 feet back. Yeah. Um, that this this was really impressive, but I, I still feel like Chicago is just it blows you away a little bit more. <laughs> so. That's pretty that's pretty cool, man. Huh? That's yeah. in, that's interesting. I, I haven't heard that perspective before. Um, yeah, it was, a, cool. it was definitely. I mean, it they definitely have have a lot to be proud of with this race. Um, the start is confusing, um, but they get it to where they pull it off and the city for the whole weekend, the city is all about the marathon. Um, no matter where you go, they are excited to have the marathon. Uh, tons of people come out and then, you know, I wore my medal. Usually I wear my medal the whole day of the race. Yeah. Um, I wore it all of Monday too. Um, nice. and everywhere you go, everybody says, congratulations. I mean, they announced it before we, we, uh, boarded the plane to fly out. They announced, you know, anybody who was, who oh. ran the race, um, yeah, everybody kept saying, you know, if you're from the Midwest, New York can be a little, a little rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, everybody was really nice. They were really polite. Yeah. Don't look and, anybody in the eye. Yeah. Just keep <laughs> keep your head down. You know, we rode the subway all weekend. It was, it was great. We had a blast. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think honestly, New York is the best. Like, I don't, I always thought, thought people were super nice and, um, I mean, they would sometimes look at me and Aaron weird because we would be so smiley and happy from the Midwest. Oh, right. what can I get for you? <laughs> you know, and they're like, what? Like, just like, go away. But, but overall though, it's, 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 I don't know. I, I love New York. So, um, yeah, just kind of going with the, the bucket list thing. I mean, this is still a race that I would love to run someday. I, I think it's a really cool perspective to hear that, that maybe it's not the best place to to do a pr um to maybe more in, enjoy the sites and stuff but then you got a pr so that doesn't make sense i mean <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you still did it though yeah no um and, and i think i think i um sacrificed some things to do that though okay, like i didn't yeah. i didn't get to take in as much during the race and and i was more worried about like saturday you know we were back um, in the condo where we were staying pretty early in the evening. Um, and even that would have been harder if, if we didn't have the, the extra hour from the time change, but, right. uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was just, there was so much to see and, and it, it seemed like a shame to run it that fast. Yeah. So, so do you think you want to do it again? Uh, someday. Yeah, probably. Um, but not for a while. It's also, it's like, Twice as expensive as most marathons. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's two hundred dollars to register, um, and it's it's an expensive trip. This uh, I'm talking about things that just worked out well. Um, we have a family friend who has uh, a condo in New York, and they let us stay there oh, for the weekend. Awesome. So, I mean, I did, 
honestly, I entered the lottery thinking uh, I'd like to run it one day and you have to enter three years in a row um, and not get in. And the fourth year you automatically get in. Um, so that's one of the ways to get in. And so I entered it thinking if I want to run this someday, I should start entering. And in the next four years, I'll get to run it. Right. And uh, I got chosen my first year. And then there was a moment of panic that we wouldn't be able to afford a trip to New York. Yeah. Um, so uh, having a place to stay was a huge help. And, uh, you know, maybe again someday, but uh, just the cost and, and the difficulty getting in, I think sure. I'm, I'm okay for a little while. Sure. So, cool. Um, highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, it's definite, definite bucket list item for sure. Um, so, uh, just to, just to close up a little bit, um, Stephen wanted to um, just say I, I texted him earlier. Just he was super bummed that he couldn't be here to talk to you, um, but he wanted to say thanks um, for being on the podcast and uh, also for. Uh, being our friend and helping us. Um, and uh, then a, a one question that he had, um, he, if you could really quickly, he wanted you to compare. Um, it, it's probably hard to compare that in Minneapolis as far as like an epic race, but just as far as like the course and um, any, any comparisons that you would have. Um, as far as the course, I would say um, I've I've never run a marathon with a harder hill than than that one in Minneapolis. Like, oh. I I just that was ridiculous. Um, Minneapolis had had a lot of rolling hills too. Um, I think the hardest thing about Minneapolis was the weather that weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that that made it really tough and and being isolated for for so much of the race. Um, it's it's. That that would have been if the weather had been different. That would have been the race to try to run a PR in New York to take your time and enjoy because sure. you know you have a long stretch where you're in a park um, by yourself in Minneapolis and and there's no crowd um, and that can be really draining. Um, New York, you're you're rarely by yourself. Um, so I think there were a lot of things about Minneapolis that made it harder, even though like the the terrain necessarily wasn't tougher. Um, the the heat was probably the the worst thing. Yeah, that was that was not cool. Well, yeah, literally, yeah. but that was ugh. Um, yeah, that was tough. Um, any any final thoughts on um, just New York City? Um, um, being there, any cool food or sites or. Well, it was it was a lot of fun that they they made a whole weekend out of the marathon. Yeah. Um, the expo was was one of the biggest I've been to. Um, Chicago's a little bit bigger. Um, they had an opening ceremonies on Friday, which needed a little work. It was the first yeah. time they did that. But okay. um, and then they had a five k on on Saturday morning. Liz, oh yeah, Liz that's Brown. right. Yeah, she uh, she actually you know you guys have the the. Um, set a PR in a 5k by Thanksgiving. She yeah. ran a PR this weekend. Awesome. Uh, and so she's, she's going to try to go under 30 minutes, um, on Thanksgiving, but that was nice. fun. I'm um, getting to see her. She actually, they finished the 5k across the, the marathon finish line. Oh, um, cool. So she crossed the finish line a full day ahead of me. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, but yeah, we saw as much as we could. We saw um, the 9-11 memorial. Yep. Um, went down to Wall Street, saw Occupy Wall Street. Oh, oh yeah, that, this is the time to go visit down there. <laughs> it was it was definitely interesting to walk wow. through. Wow, yeah. Um, we took the ferry um, yep. in the evening and went by Statue of Liberty. Cool. Um, oh, I'm supposed to ask you. Okay. So when we took the ferry, um, both going across to the island and then we just got off and, and then got back on to, right. to go. Um, we were escorted by two Coast Guard gunships. Like, is that is that really? something they usually do? Man, I don't remember that. Okay. I totally so, don't. That maybe that's new. Uh, maybe it's yeah. new since I've been there, but I don't. I I don't remember that at all. That's crazy. It was really yeah. weird. Uh, people we talked to didn't know why. Um, but yeah, we had to, like huh. they were manning the the big gun, machine gun on the front of the ship, and uh, if anybody got near where we were heading, they went and cut them off. And wow, it was a little crazy. Yeah. So that's, we did that. We, we saw um, Times Square. Yeah. Um, we went up in the Empire State Building. There was like no line for that when we were there. Um, that's surprising, actually. Yeah. There's usually yeah, like we a ridiculous gonna, line. Yeah, we were gonna skip it, um, but there was no line. Um, cool. That was awesome. Went went to Grand Central Station. Yeah. That's that's um, really cool. It was impressive. It was so beautiful. Yeah, I love that building. Actually, I saw that. There was some show on on the History Channel or something like that where they calculate how much things are worth. I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. seen that show. No. It, it like they take they took it apart and they said if you were to sell it for scrap and and like sell the land and I don't know it was some ridiculous amount of money. It's kind of a weird show, but it's kind of cool. Anyways, yeah. I, yeah, I love that building. Yeah, it was like a mini city. Yeah. Uh, we went we went down to Chelsea Market. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah. Part of town. That, that's where the Food Network is, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. You see any uh, celebs? No, not. We <laughs> even, like, the last day we went to FAO Schwartz, um, hoping yeah. to see somebody there. Um, see if Tom yeah. Hanks was still there and from Big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had yeah, some playing on the piano. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know they really had the big piano out still. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chinatown, Washington Square um, Park in, in the village. Um, Rockefeller Plaza, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, we went and saw a show off Broadway, um, nice. Traces. It was really cool. Cool. Um, down in Union Square, and then the Today Show. Um, yeah. And we walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's. Yeah. See, that's something. That, that's something that I regret about about our time in New York. I mean, we lived there for three years. I I, I never I, I never ran. I, I hadn't run ever before at that point. Um, and so um, I would love to um, to run across the Brooklyn Bridge. I, it's just got that cool, um, like that walkway. It's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Um, oh, yeah, you don't of, run across of... that for the marathon, huh? No. Uh-uh. It was um, five bridges, um, the Verrazano Narrows, um, the Pulaski, Queensboro, and two others. Maybe Willis Willis Avenue? Okay. Something else. I don't know. Five bridges. One of them seemed more like an overpass than a bridge. Okay. Uh, were the bridges, um, were, were those the hardest hill kind of things, or were there actual hills like avenues? Uh, there were, there were some of... avenues that had hills, but they were just, they were really long and gradual. So 
I mean, you can only tell you were really on a hill because you'd, you'd look up and, I mean, you could see that you were going uphill yeah. um, for the next, like, six blocks. But um, the the bridges were the only real tough hills except for, like, mile 23 when you got into the park. Oh, right. And then um, some of the smaller hills in the park seemed bigger by then because um, yeah. it was the last few miles. But um, I would say it's I, – I feel like Mi Minneapolis was kind of hilly. Um, I wouldn't say this was more challenging as far as hills. Um, the longest hill is in that first mile across the Verrazano Bridge, and um, it's the first mile, so you don't care. You know, you're right. so excited. And you're uh, kind of walking, running, and in yeah, a crazy crowd. Yeah. yeah, so I would say as far as, like, difficulty, I would say it's it's not harder than Minneapolis. Whizzing um, over the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe a little grosser at times. But. <laughs> Wait. So, yeah, yeah. would one one final question? Um, just the the Chicago Marathon, which you've run ten times. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, you know that course like the back of your hand, then. Yeah. Um, is is that more or less challenging um, than than New York? I really don't know at all. So Chicago is super flat. Okay. Um, there's hardly anything you could call a hill in Chicago. That's why so many people. That's one of the reasons so many people like running it. Okay. Um, so as far as that, it's a lot easier. I think I've gotten to the point where a little bit of hills is kind of nice. Because okay. if there's a little uphill, there's got to be a little downhill. Right. Um, so you get to change it up a little bit. Like Chicago, you're using the same muscles the entire time. Like you're just on flat. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like it's not really like treadmill running, but it's, it's that kind of monotonous. There's no real change in elevation the whole time. Okay. Uh, so it is it is probably a lot easier. Um, it's it's definitely nicer. Uh, one of the things we didn't like about this one as much is is Liz is so good about um, meeting me at several places on the course, so I have something to look forward to. Sure. Yeah. And she can give me stuff if I need it. And yeah. It just it helps so much to know she's coming up. Um, and Chicago kind of loops back on itself several times, so she can just like cut across to a new part of the course real easy. So I see her like four or five times mm -hmm. um, when I run Chicago. With this one, um, because it's so spread out, she's, I saw her at mile eight. And then um, part, of, part of the VIP thing was um, if you want to sit in the grandstand seating at the finish line, it's $75 a person. Like you have to buy tickets to sit at the finish line. Huh. Uh, so they gave me three passes so my parents and Liz could could sit at the grandstand. So cool. they saw me at mile eight and then hopped the train back and were waiting at the finish line um, okay. to cheer me in at the finish. So I only saw her those two times um, right. because of the way the course is set up. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, which, again, if you're taking your time, um, it gives it gives your family more time to you know hop on the subway and move up the course a little bit and maybe see you a few times, but yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I only got to see her twice. So that was kind of a bummer. Hmm. That does think, but, uh, that is cool. She got to be in the stands. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. They, they were there when, uh, when Mutai finished and apparently wow. a lot of people in the, in the stands cleared out after that. Like they just wanted to see the winners come in and then, uh, there weren't as many people just hanging around for families and stuff. Not not hanging around to see Al Roker. 
at yeah, like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. seven hours should... later. He's he's uh he's a lot shorter than I thought. Oh really? In person, yeah. Damn. It was really funny. Um, Anne was Anne was super nice. Liz got to shake, um, Anne and Al's hands. Um, nice. They came over and and uh, I got to shake Anne's hand. She was super nice. Al came around, and said hello to everybody. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was very weird being there. It's not yeah. what I pictured when yeah. I see it on TV. <laughs> And then, where in the world was Matt Lauer? Where the frick was that guy? Yeah, he was at, like in Nambia or something. <laughs> we we forgot he wasn't going to be there. We were really disappointed. Oh, that's um, a bummer, man. They gave out they gave out little um, like cardboard cutout Matt Lauer's um, for everybody to hold. So we we brought <laughs> Matt Lauer home. You um, did? <laughs> yeah, he he toured New York with us on Monday. Dude, that's super funny. Yeah, that's it was awesome. a good time. You should um. You should just use that to scare people or something. Like, put it in a room yeah. and have. The he might go on our next vacation with us. We'll oh. just take Matt with us. Ooh, that's funny. I yeah. like that. Awesome. Um, well, thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast. Do you have any other thoughts or? New York pizza is is definitely uh, right up there with Chicago style. Oh. It was. It oh. was uh, I had it. From the same place, uh, two days in a row. It was it was good enough that I went back. So. Oh man, that sounds so good. Yeah. Well, we we could have that debate for a super long time too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we have many times. <laughs> yeah, it was good food. Good food in New York. Yeah. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, right? That's what I hear. make. Make great food. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally miss that stuff, man. Oh. We watched the we watched the marathon on TV, Aaron and I. We looked for you, um, never <laughs> didn't see you, unfortunately. But just that, and then like watched some New York movies and talking about this just makes me miss it super bad. Um, no, the whole time we were there, we kept uh, we were making a list of all the movies we were having flashbacks to. Oh yeah, totally. Like Home uh, Two, yeah, and uh, a lot of Die Hard references. Yeah. And, uh, see, you you gotta. Um, you you have to be there when it snows. You guys just have to go back um, yeah. when it's snowing and then put on put on Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> in your headphones. It it's like you're in a movie. I I think in when you're in New York, you just it is like you're in a movie because yeah. so much was filmed there and it's a great place. Um, Incredible. Cool, man. Well, again, thanks uh, for for joining us on the podcast. And um, I'm sure we'll hear more from you soon. And of course, um, thanks for, uh, or Stephen said thanks again. Um, and he would say, hey, if he could, but he can't. So, yeah. no, thanks for having me. Uh, Liz and I, we, we love the podcast and we love listening to you guys. And, and it's, been, it's been awesome to, you know, when we saw you in Minneapolis and, and getting to know you a little bit. So, cool. yeah, we'll have to keep in touch. For sure. It's been good. For sure. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode interviewing the Brad. I hope you're all inspired to go get a PR and maybe to go and cross the New York City Marathon off of your bucket list. I know I sure am. Anyways, we'll see you guys on Thursday for a special episode to Gomer's The New Normal. And everybody needs to go and order some Gomer gear. It's up online. Get your t-shirts, get your tech shirts, get your hoodies. And have a great day. Happy running.
you've been listening to Two Gomers Run a Marathon. Join us next week for another installment. My name is Baka. Keep it Rizzio. Rizzio.